0: At that moment, I hung up the phone and this, this, very, this very simple but yet deep question came out. And it's like, what does it mean to be a man? And I couldn't answer to that. I had no answer. I was like, oh, what well, is
1: Welcome to the Superhero Academy podcast. I'm your host, Archangel <laughs> superheroes ladies and gentlemen i am i'm excited i'm excited to be speaking with a dear brother uh in today's episode of the podcast um and i met this dear brother and I'm just gonna open it we're just gonna go straight in his name is malcolm he's a brother that way i'm creating uh male mtl or i just call it male uh with and uh i want to just dive in to do you often just meet Men under, underneath the bridge in the middle of December that, that are just working out shirtless and decide that you should chat with them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Happens every December, no, no. Um,
1: I, first of all, welcome and welcome to the podcast. Um, okay, so Malcolm, Malcolm and I met, uh, quite literally, we were working out outside. What was happening is that we were in an environment, obviously, there were lockdowns. You've heard of COVID? Have you, have you heard of COVID? Have you heard COVID? (laughs) Mm. Um, There was lockdowns, couldn't go to the gym. We're working out outside and all of a sudden, I I just, I think the easiest way to say it is we clearly felt called to speak to one another.
0: Yes, we did.
1: And I think it's really because you're the only other crazy people that were out there at like minus 17 Celsius. It was was,
0: was a good minus 20, 21. It was solidly cold. 7 a.m. I remember the wind was real Real hard. It was a rough day. Rough day, rough morning, and we're out there. Uh, I'm working out with uh, one of my best friends, and you're working out with uh, the, the other guys. Mm-hmm. And there's there's definitely something that I felt at that moment. Like, I was just like, yeah, there's going to be a conversation. There is going to be something here. I don't and know I, who said
1: what first.
0: Do you remember? Do you have a recollection of I th- that? I think I said something to you guys. I think you spoke first. Yeah, I, think I, I do said, think you're the one who spoke first. I said something to you guys, yeah. and... And then we started sharing and we just started talking and and we didn't say that much, but we we did present ourselves and, uh, and, and there was, there was, there was like already this feeling of brotherhood, you know, it was, but it was quick, right? Like there was something,
1: there was something about the fact that when you meet certain people, you, you feel like you've just established trust with them instantly. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's certain people that has happened to me very recently, actually, That, like, I just meet somebody and I'm like, oh, you're, you're like a Viking warrior who I used to, like, slay fucking people with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a, that's a real thing. And that's exactly how it felt. It felt like we were literally on the
0: fucking battlefield. It 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 felt like we were on a battlefield. Literally. It did. And we're there. Minus 20. And we're just fucking working. And we're, we're battling whatever needs to be battled at that moment, you know. Battling the ego or battling whatever, whatever's usually going to prevent us from going outside. Minus 20, 7 a.m. <laughs> to work out. I right? think you, I feel like you reached or you said something because you're like,
1: I want to know what other kind of badasses are doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. And then I remember asking being like, what, what do you do for a living? And you're like, oh, I have a restaurant. I'm like, great. I'm going to order. I'm going to order. I'm, I yes. literally thought that I was going to plant the seed that I'm <laughs> going to order from your restaurant sometime soon. I'm going to text you Yes. to be like, hey, love to support a brother. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And support I did. Yes, you because did. Because you have the best poutine, <laughs> you had the best poutine in the city, That's so good. which which opens the door to. Um, I'd love to learn a little bit about your story. Obviously, I know it, but for the people who are listening, mm-hmm. um, I would love to hear. You know, I know that you've you've gone through an insane transformation. You grew up on the south shore of Montreal, right, where my hometown is. Exactly. Um, so we're, like, we've swirled around. I feel like we've seen each other at, like, Fuzzy's Brossard or something. Guaranteed. Guaranteed at least Scratch. We ran Guaranteed. into one another at some point. But I, I would never have recognized you no. today or where you're, you know, the way you physically look today. Um, tell me a little bit about your story. You know, at the time I met you, you had a restaurant. Now you're doing some other stuff. But I'd love to hear a little bit Let's back up a little bit and talk to me about your transformation before you became what I would love. I love the brand, the masculine warrior, mm-hmm. right? Before you jumped into men's work and male MTL and some of the things that we're co-creating together with a, a group of other amazing men. Um, before you kind of started getting a bunch of likes on Instagram, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, deep stuff, stuff that I think are relevant to many men and also to many women. Um, that have been in their lives, which is basically everyone. Um,
0: tell me about your journey. Yeah. Well, thank you for all that, Mark. Um, once upon a
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> I need to play sound effects here. We're <laughs> around a little campfire.
0: Once upon a time. It's a torch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, going back, going back. Uh, I guess I was. I was pretty much doing, you know, whatever I thought was the best thing that I could do and um, uh, not going too far, you know I grew up in Brissard uh, just like you did and um, I was I was suburbs um, of suburbs of Montreal yeah, suburbs good of Montreal. good you know good wholesome town kind absolutely of thing. absolutely yeah. and um, and I remember being um, being put in the restaurant and, and bar industry very very, very fast at a very young age and um you know i remember being younger and saying well this is what i want to do i remember being young and saying oh i want to be a chef one day you know mm. I, I, that that was a thing i was I, we would go to my my um, my mother's friends restaurants here in montreal and i i would i would just want I, wa- I wanted to be of service i would go around tables and and pick up uh cigarette butts cuz back in the day we could smoke in restaurants mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I would pick those up i would i would clean and i was super young and i just h- had this um this, this crazy uh, will of wanting to be of service uh, to people or to, to others. And so, you know, subconsciously or maybe consciously, I thought I could do it through restaurants. And And um, <clears throat> growing up, I had a very absent father. Uh, he, would, he would go and work um, as a helicopter pilot outside of the country for six weeks and sometimes eight weeks and come back for three weeks. When he'd come back... Um, so he was an alcoholic, so when he'd come back for him, it was vacation so he mm. he would he would drink uh you know every single day and the only connection we really had it was him bringing us to the restaurants so I was there and at a very young age and and growing up in restaurants and seeing you know the whole the whole vibe the whole energy, people having fun and of course, I was very much attracted to that and um and him having fun there too. And him, him having fun there too. Well, yeah, well, <coughs> to some did, degree, to some degree. My, my father was very. Um, so he showed literally no. He, 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 literally had that, that, that concept of the man being emotionless, mm. and he li- was literally emotionless. And of course, one of the things that made him emotionless was the drinking, numbing, uh, numbing of his feelings, numbing of his feelings. But I, abuse. I had no clue. I, you know, I had absolutely no clue that that was the thing uh, happening with him back back then. I just thought that that's. Who he was so you
1: didn't realize he was an alcoholic exactly when did, when did it when did it click to you that he was an alcoholic um when did you like all the all the pieces of like oh yeah there's i guess there are a lot of bottles in my house or whatever it is or like what like what was it that made that happen at what age maybe oof.
0: rough it came in late because because mm-hmm. being um you know witnessing everything that was going around in bars and seeing people drink so much I thought it was just a normal thing. Everyone did it. You know, everyone did it. So for me, it was just normal. And we had parties over at home. Uh, my mother's Brazilian, so she would have all of her Brazilian friends come over. Mm-hmm. And so I was in that, that, uh, that, that party life, in that, you know, uh, enthusiastic sort of setting where, where we, we often had people at home drinking and having fun. It was always very playful. And, um, and yeah, so I guess for me, it was very normal. All to like all the way to when I got much older, where I figured that maybe drinking that much is actually a problem, um, but I had to find that out by myself. You know, mm-hmm. Falling into that as well, uh-huh. and so so growing up, uh, yeah, restaurants, bars, nightlife. Um, I remember my first job was at McDonald's. Mm, yeah. Really, I didn't the know the McDonald's. The uh, McDonald's. (laughs) The one on the corner. The one on the corner. That's right. I I know that McDonald's. Yes, I know you do. Yeah, I've been there many times. Many, many times. Yeah, the McDonald's. Okay. Isn't
1: that funny? We all, everyone in America, when I say America, the world really at this point has the McDonald's. Yeah, they in all, their own life, absolutely. That's, that's hilarious. That that's it's a very interesting thought. We I mean, we were thought. driving the other day. This is a small anecdote, but we were driving uh, to go see domes, and, and the whole point was that we were meeting at McDonald's, like we were just <laughs> like they were like waypoints, like there were portals <laughs> from one place <laughs> to the next. Literally. This is just a reference point that everyone, every town has, kind of
0: thing. It's amazing. So it's,
1: right. it's amazing, and it's not amazing in another way. Yeah. Yeah, that's of a, course. That's a whole other addiction but, but, of substance. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so you worked at McDonald's. Yeah,
0: worked at McDonald's and then, you know, just started working in restaurants. by the age of 19, I have my my work I have my first job as a bartender. Like mm-hmm. literally, not even buzz boy, just like boom, we're throwing you behind a bar and you're gonna you're gonna work as a bartender. So I'm 19 years old, I'm already drinking too much. Where? Where are you working I was bartender? working at it's called uh, Club Plastique. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, sir. That's so funny. <laughs> that was right next door to my skate
1: right park. Right next door to your skate park. Yes, sir. So you were working at a club. We for sure met. Oh, guaranteed. But like not met, met. But like what I mean by that is like I've clearly run into it was right
0: next door to South Park. Yeah, man. Right I right ran the skate park. park right next door. I know. I know. Wow. So our lives were pretty it, much. We were on parallel. parallel exactly. Wow. And we weren't took, ready to a, meet.
1: Yeah, it took s- till 7 AM on Oklahoma. It took a 7 AM battlefield. Shirtless. shirtless. <laughs> I was just, I was just in warrior mode at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And so were you at that, that, that particular day, that particular, I, I did don't even know what day of the week. <laughs> I think it was a Saturday.
0: Was it? I think it was a random day, man. I think it was a weekend. Because was it, was it a week? Yeah, I think so. I think it I think was think a weekend. So well. Cause it was like,
1: anyway, it was, yeah. <laughs> Long story short, I think it was a
0: weekend, but. Yeah. So I was so working, working right, the right next to your, yeah, I was working right next to your joint. Wow. Right next to your
1: place. Yeah. Wow. That That's amazing? crazy. It is amazing.
0: Hmm. It's true, you told me
1: this. Yeah. But now I, like, it just... This is why I do the podcast. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's like I get to hear people's story over and over and over again. And when you put on these headphones, you enter a different reality. Like, it's... Mm. There's a... There's a a listening that happens Mm. in a podcast. And there's also, uh, for me, it's nostalgia. It's like, Mm. oh, I get to... Document the fact that you're like my really good friend. I really love you. And I really care about you. And I really want the world to see who you are. And I don't even know what the world means. I don't have no <laughs> idea how many people are going to watch this. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah, anyway. Rabbit hole. Thank you for you're that. You're working at Plastique. Yeah. That, right. that was
0: a beautiful rabbit hole. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Working at Plastique. And anyways, from the age of 19 to basically uh, much older, I just, I I kept on working in the bar industry and in the nightlife. Uh, worked in pretty much a bunch of different places in the suburb of Montreal and in Montreal as well. And, you know, I thought for myself, well, this is this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life, work in restaurants and work in bars. And what I didn't know back then is that I really had this thing for being service to people. And I remember saying to people, well, I like doing this because it can bring a smile to somebody's face. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had this idea in my mind that, you know, you can be having the worst day of your life, but you go to the restaurant at the end of the day and you get great service and that can just flip the whole. Day right, mm-hmm. they need the whole mood.
1: So I, I, and there's I'll, a feedback loop with restaurants, particularly bartending, where it's like they tip you
0: directly for the feeling. Exactly.
1: Like there's the culture of it, but then there's also the like, you you, you did a great job. Like a great next. job. Thank you you know I mean? yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, and of course, you know, <clears throat> uh, that brought me to to get to know a lot of people, and uh, I love that. I love being able to connect with other human beings. Uh, I love partying and. Uh, I loved I loved having fun but the problem was, with that is that there was so many things that I didn't want to face about myself. There were so many things I was that I was stacking that I wasn't looking at that I was basically running away from every time I would go and work behind a bar or at a, or at the restaurant. And um and yeah, so I grew up in this in this context of nightlife and slowly you know, I don't realize it, but what I do know now is that I was sabotaging myself. I was constantly hurting myself over and over again. And um, and I remember, I remember in 2016, so I have this really weird relationship with my father, even growing up, where he's just, I don't know the guy. Mm-hmm. I never really got to know him. Um, and I always felt intrigued by him because I was like, hey... He's my father. You know, he's the masculine model of my life. And and when I hear other uh, boys or other teenagers talk about their fathers, they talk about, like, the coolest guy in the world, and they want to be just like him. Mm-hmm. And when I try to say that, well, I can't because I'm like, well, I don't know this guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even living together, like, I, I lived with him for a couple of years, and just me and him, nothing. Like, just nothing. So... So in 2016, I remember I, I, I got out of the house. I got out of the uh, the house. I started working in a place in St. Julie, um, a bit further down. And uh, I worked there for about two, three years. And by that time, my father's by himself. And he's, uh, he doesn't have a job anymore. He decided to quit. And so what does an alcoholic, retired, do uh, by himself at home? Drink. 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 Lots of alcohol. Lots of alcohol. And it was a lot of beer and, <clears throat> and cigarettes. and. Mm-hmm. And I remember around that time I started seeing that his health—he was he starting to have health issues. So I realized that, maybe, you know, maybe the source was alcohol. And mm-hmm. on my end, I wasn't drinking that much, but what I started doing is gambling. I started gambling. Oh. Yeah. So I started gambling specifically on slot machines. That was my thing. Slot machines. Slot machines. Yeah. What was, I was, what was I, getting I was you just, on the slot I was addicted machines. to the. Uh,
1: they're the most. They're they're the biggest money makers in casinos. Yeah, and for those who don't know. But the they're I find it that's wow. Yeah. Okay, but hold on. Let's get real clear. Slot machines like clink clink clink, and then three things, or like the the video lottery. Or the terminals? video lotteries. Okay, so that's, you're playing. Yeah, this is like literally everywhere. Everywhere. You're not, you don't to, yeah, you don't. So this is in Quebec. This is a huge thing. If yeah. you don't know this, but it, it's a huge thing everywhere. But lottery, what are called VLTs, video lottery terminals. Mm. Terminals. I actually did a a poll. Uh, anyway, another story. But I did a whole uh, um, paper on this. Um, are a huge entry point into gambling addiction. A huge entry point into like uh, what 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 you find in these like weird places yes. that are like because like these video lottery machines are like at like I, I think of uh, the ones that the um, uh, what's it called the 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 skating rink there not this not not with skates but with um, uh, the roulette, um
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, you know what I'm talking uh, about. Palladium, it's palladium yeah, the Palladium. Yeah, palladium. 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 Yeah, yes. They
0: have v- VLTs there. There. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is
1: says obscure corner, yep. kind of dark it's room. Hidden. It's hidden. Yeah. There's a bar. There's a Jeanette that works behind the counter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Like, and and that like that feeling. Mm-hmm. So you so beyond. Going into those dark corners, like quite literally. When I say dark corner, I'm not even crying. talking like no, I'm talking about like physically dark. Yeah, like physically it's just dark. like a weird corner. They always have like the weird like mirror windows that you can't look in. Mm. Like it's just it's just the the vibe is off Absolutely. for anybody who's in in the light, their own version of the light. I to say where where that is. The or vibe's isn't, off. And, the vibe is off. And I'm, why is it that you're there? Why, I'm constantly like what is it being about? attracted
0: to this darkness. I'm constantly mm. to the point where I'm going out with friends. And I'm with them at a bar or at a, a restaurant or whatever. And I start drinking and then I start thinking about gambling, gambling. Ooh. Yeah. What and sometimes I to, like, what I'm, if today's my lucky day? Yeah. What if today's my lucky day? Oh, I lost money yesterday. I'm going to, I'm going to make it, it again today. today. Right. Because they make you win just enough. Just enough.
1: Well, it's Here not in there thing. that you do
0: is when you, it's when you first start playing these, uh, these slot machines or these video uh, lottery machines is you win, you win $5. Yeah. You get that dopamine hit. That's the, it. You're, 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 and you're done. And then you win a big amount one day, and you're like, "Oh shit!" But that's and, it. And you're constantly thinking about that amount, and you want to go back and win that amount. Yeah, yeah I want
1: that $500 payout that exactly. that, that one time.
0: So, so and I, you do win enough. Like exactly. it does.
1: It's a, it's not like it's not like you go and you lose and lose and lose and lose. Like you do actually, from time to time, fuel your purchases of exactly. alcohol through the fact that you won that night, and then do whatever. Hundred percent. And then, and then but obviously, the thing is, the you lose more. Uh,
0: you, of course, clearly. Clearly, you, always, you always lose more. <laughs> welcome to gambling. And, and welcome to gambling, and and but you always remember that that one, one time, time you won, mm. and you, that's where you want to go back. And so that
1: was that the way you drove because when I would gamble, i very rarely gambled, but uh, you know if I gambled, sometimes what I wanted was to just get back to even. Mm. It wasn't even I wanted to win. Yes, I just wanted like I want to get back to not even. lose. I want to get back
0: to even, but yeah. that's that's another lie that that's I was feeding myself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even to the point where I thought sometimes like. I was, I was so wanting, like I was so much in wanting to control mm-hmm. the outcome that I was trying to do these like crazy things Witchcraft. on the machine, talk, talking to the machine and like, you know, putting, putting some kind of bed that was yeah. it's that
1: person that they cut me off in the parking exactly. lot. It was their fault. I lost exactly tonight, pointing the finger everywhere else.
0: hundred oh, percent. Any, any, any excuse. I can feel that yeah. feeling. And, can, and hold
1: on. Hold on. I just want to pause you there for a second. If you're listening to this, do you feel that feeling? Like where is where are you doing this in your own life, right? Like where is it that you're like, like, a, like almost like your your inner demon or gremlin is, is living, and you have these like thoughts. It might be that you're, you're you have a jealousy. Jealousy could be a thing sometimes, right? Like, oh, this person is prettier than me, or this person is this they more than me in some way, shape, or form, or they have more money than me, right? And and there's so many little versions of how this plays out. But I, in your case, it just manifested in in this one yeah. category that is gambling.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it, it, it always starts with a thought, and then when it becomes an obsession, that's where you're fucked. Mm-hmm. When it starts, when it becomes an obsession, you have to go through it, or else you're constantly going to you're, you're constantly going to spend your energy towards that obsession that's in your mind. And and so I'm at a point where I'm with friends and I can't have fun because, you know, I, I'm always I thinking about going at the slots machine. There's something that's always calling me there where I feel comfortable. You know, I feel like no one can bother me and I don't want to be bothered by anyone. And alone. You're often going alone. I'm I'm often going alone. Mm -hmm. And reality is that I'm losing all my money. You know, all the money that I'm making in bars and I'm making a lot of money. I'm just wasting it all, you know. Um, You have an estimate of the amount of money. How long did this last? um, So at first, it wasn't... uh, Lasted a couple of years, but the first few years wasn't that intense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really in 2016, my father committed suicide. Mm. So he, he committed suicide. Uh, I remember one night I got a phone call from a barmaid that was one of his friends. Um, and she's like, she gives me a call and she's like, hey, you know, uh, I haven't seen your father for the past three days. And I'm really worried because... He was not himself last time I saw him and he was mm. talking about having dark thoughts so maybe you want to swing by the house and see see if you, if, if Ooh, everything's all right you know
1: chills up my spine on this one yeah right now.
0: and then I'm like, well, you know what he's probably okay. he's probably just you know depressed or something and he does not want to go out or maybe he's out of money. I don't know so I just and I remember three days prior or two days prior, I got a phone call from him and um, I'm at the restaurant and I'm busy I'm I'm preparing for reservations and at your restaurant at the restaurant no not at my no. restaurant At a restaurant where I'm working yeah. at, at that time where I'm uh, a pub that I'm working at sure. and um and I don't answer right I could have answered but I didn't cuz I'm like Ooh. I'm busy so so I just I, 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 I close the phone I don't answer and he sends me a message he's like hey um no actually sorry let me get back to that I did answer okay. I did answer but I didn't say hi to him I said dad I'm busy right now I'll give you a call I'll call you back. And he's like, okay. So I, I, I close the phone. Wow. I don't call him back. The next day I get a message from him. He says, um, you didn't call me back, you know, and that's okay. I just want you to know that there's letters for you on the, on the table. If you can come get them." So I I think at that moment there are letters for you know I often get letters from the bank or whatever oh still at that God. at that at that place, so I have that in my mind where I have to go and get letters. So he's
1: like made this decision already.
0: Yeah, it's already made. It's been made for for a while. Oh, it's been made
1: <clears throat> in his life choice, lifetime of choices. Exactly, but and it's been made in that moment.
0: In that moment, and um, wow. And so I get that call two days later, from the barmaid and. I'm like, okay, let me go back home. And I'm not connecting the dots, but there's something inside of me that's telling me that, you know, mm-hmm. something's off. And uh, I call up my mother. I'm like, hey, mom, you want to come with me? Uh, I think I think dad, uh, you know, I think something's wrong with dad. And uh, they've, they've, they've been separated already for quite a few years. And they just recently went through divorce. Okay, and my father is trying to sell the house at the same time. And he had sold the house for a very low price. Okay, and he was supposed to move away the next week, the week right after. So I'm thinking, you know, he's just preparing boxes. He's getting ready to move. And and it it was I remember it was really weird because I asked him, hey, you need any help? I'll come and give you a hand, you know, pack up some boxes. And and he's like, no, I don't need any help. So I remember that night. We go there. me and my mom. We drive up there, and I see I see the lights are open, um, on the second floor. And I say, "Okay, he's there," you know, uh, but I'm calling on his phone. His phone's shut off, and I call at the house, and he's not answering. So there's a part of me that's like, "Okay, he's there, everything's fine," and then there's this other part of me that's like, oof, something's off, something's wrong," and um, and I open up the door, I start yelling, you know, "Dad, dad, dad," and I look at the table, I see the le- I see I see the letters. And, and they're not bank letters mm-hmm. um so he's not answering and then my mom's behind me, and I remember just just walking up really slowly up the stairs and and I remember at that moment what came up to me is that I had one of my friend that um that's actually a um uh he works for um not the police uh he's not yeah, yeah, he's a firefighter, and, and he tells me that you know sometimes you walk in the house, you don't know where the body is, so it's always a surprise. Yeah. And I have that coming up in my mind where I'm like, okay. Um, so I go up the stairs. I start looking <laughs> in all the rooms. He's not answering, of course, so maybe I'm like, he's not around. Maybe he's not here. But then I choose to open the, his bedroom door, and he's laying on the bed with a bag on his face, just a plastic bag. And, uh, I see his body and, and my mom's yelling. Of course, you know, she's seeing the man of her, of her life mm-hmm. dead on the bed. And father of her son father at the of end Father of her of the son.
1: End. You only child?
0: I have a sister, not the same father. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm there and I'm, I'm crying. Of course, I get out of the room. I start yelling. Our neighbor hears us out. He comes running and he pushes away. F- he pushes us away from the room and, uh, calls a cop takes care of everything, and i remember that moment i see his body i'm on the floor i'm crying but then something stops Like i just i suddenly stop and and then i say to myself i can't cry i have to be tough i have to be tough for my mother i have to be tough for my sister mm. i have to be tough for our friends you know i have to be the man of the house now and and so I stopped crying, and I remember cops showed up, my friends showed up, and cops are looking at me, and I'm just no expression, and I can't cry, and I'm just, explaining to them what's happening the best way I can. And I remember seeing this cop just looking at me really weird, you know, just like, she's looking at me, and I'm just like, no emotions. The female cop. Yeah, female cop. I'm just like, no emotions. And I start talking about money. I start talking about, well, what's going to happen with the house? Da-da-da-da. And I remember my friend, my friend Sean is there and he's like, Malcolm, Malcolm, what are you talking about? Your father, you know, you just found your, your, your father's body. I mean, you don't have to talk about the house or money. But yeah. I'm already there trying to, to find other things and not yeah, trying to face my emotion or feel what I have to feel. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> it's as if at that moment, what he was doing with himself was passed on to me.
1: That's, that's what I felt right
0: away. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then from there, um, it took, it took quite a few weeks because, because, so of course the buyer got out. And so I had to stay in a house because of insurance and um so I stayed there in the house by myself for a couple of weeks. Because of insurance. Because of insurance, yeah. Because somebody has to be in yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm 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 there Fucking and insurance. And <laughs> i s I'm staying thing. with myself. And I of course I had great support during that time, but I remember not being able to to feel. And um it doesn't take too much time, whereas I start drinking again and I start gambling even more. Um and I remember saying to myself, "It's like, all right, well, you know, I mean, what's the point? Why don't Why don't I just enjoy life and and have fun, you know?" And uh, so I start gambling more. I start drinking more. Uh, I get introduced to cocaine because now I'm working. So I I I lay off my job as a manager, uh, and I say to myself, "You know what? I want to work as a bartender seven seven nights a week, and that's it." That's what I want to do. And that's what I did. Working seven days a week as a bartender in different places in in the city and outside of the city. Uh, seven nights a week. Drinking. Then... You went full to self-destruct. Yeah, for a full year. So I'm drinking, I'm using, and I'm gambling. It's literally the cycle, mm-hmm. what I'm going through. Yeah. Every day... You're w-
1: waking up, feeling
0: horrible. Waking up. Not eating right. Not, not eating feeling right. feeling good. Not paying my bills. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Not paying my bills. So Hydro-Quebec's calling. Hydro- every, Everyone. And then I start thinking that the government's after me. So I'm looking through of the course. window. Paranoia. Paranoia. Everything starts to kick in. My ex-girlfriend at that time, we... Uh, we, um, we, we of course, we separated. We left each other. Because I was not in my right mind. Power to her. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so I'm by myself now. Oh, no. no. Not paying my bills. Now it's deep. I'm getting kicked out of my apartment. Mm-hmm. And... I called up my mom. I said, mom, I'm coming to live at your place because I'll be working in Montreal this summer and uh, I want to be close to you. Said, That's the excuse. Mm-hmm. And so I go there, I'm 30 years old, bring my dog with me and um, and I'm drinking every night. I'm using every night. I'm going to the casino and I'm making a lot of fucking money. Like I'm making... Well, you're
1: working seven days a week. You're making I'm, a I'm, I'm working, a I'm, I'm
0: working, I'm making between 500 to a K a night. As a bartender, I'm working these really awesome hot spots. But I'm spending and it all. You're
1: making like 200-something thousand a year.
0: But I'm, I'm just throwing it all at the casino the same night, not being able to keep anything. I'm just flat out. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait hold on. Are you finishing a shift at 3 a.m.? Bars close at 3 a.m.? Absolutely. No, it's You're my time to party. finishing a shift at 3 a.m. Yeah. And your party time is from 4 to 5? 4 to whatever, how, 7, 8? How, yeah, how many hours you can last 9, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, slots? Yep. Back to slots every time? Back
0: to slots every single time. Or a full fucking... Not even
1: like, not poker?
0: Nope. Just slots. Alone? Yeah. By myself. Every night. Wow. Don't want to be bothered. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to be by myself and and destroy myself, basically. Yeah. And it's crazy because at the bar, and I'm working in these amazing spots, and there's so many people, you know, I, I have these huge guest lists, there's a bunch of my friends that show up. I'm making a lot of different friends in the, the the nightlife industry. All amazing people and friends and yeah, friends. And you know, they look at me and they're like, "Oh Malcolm, you're awesome. You look like you're so happy." And And I'm like, Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But you must have had some energy. Like I, I had, were you, I had were energy. You like what, had you had you turned into your dad in the sense that you had like no, you had no character. Like you, you, you must no, have had some. So,
0: so where where that happened was in the morning. Every every morning, I'd wake up. Yeah, I'd be numb. I, I had the, I had these really dark thoughts mm-hmm. every day. Yeah, I had these dark thoughts. I had no energy. Um, I didn't I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have a mission. I didn't I didn't know how to feel. You Were know? you smoking a lot of weed and stuff? No, too? not even no. Mm-hmm. Just these three things. Cigarettes? Not even no, no cigarettes. It was really just these. Those three things. Three things. Yeah. and. And I remember I was starting to do cocaine right when I would wake up. Right. I was like, This is my coffee, you know. So so I was starting to do that. Deep habit there. Yeah, I was starting to do that. And um <laughs> and so for a full year, seven days a week, that's what I was doing. Every morning I remember having really deep dark thoughts of like, Okay, how I'm going how am I gonna kill myself? I'm gonna throw myself out the window, I'm gonna hang myself, you know. And then there's this little voice in me that said, "Well, you can't do that. I mean, your nephew, your dog, your mother, your sister—you can't do that to them." So there's like never about you. So this little voice, I can't do this to me. No, of course, I had no clue what that meant. And and I mean, clear it, yeah. Yeah, I had no clue what that meant. I was, I was conditioned and programmed in thinking that happiness. Life is about destruction. Like happiness was external. Life ends in death. mine
1: might as well accelerate the journey.
0: That that as well. And so, and so one day I remember, and I love saying the story because it brings me back to that point where I finally, I really died, um, um, is I remember I have to get food for my dog. Now I have this really deep connection with my dog, Jamie, you, you know my dog, and you know how he is. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's part of the wolf pack. He so. is, he is. I think he's uh, one of the... Yeah. elders of the wolf pack For and, sure and uh he uh and i remember I remember that night i'm at, at I'm at the casino I'm like, okay, I gotta keep a hundred dollars for my dog's food for tomorrow morning oh. and like mission accomplished, I had kept that money I wake up and I'm like, all right, mission of the day, get my dog's food. I get out of the uh apartment, which is my mom's place by mm-hmm. the way, I'm thirty years old, mm-hmm. live with my dog, no money just fucking crazy. I start walking in the streets of Montreal and then I see one of these random bars on the corner with the, the red lottery video. VLT. The, yeah. The, and the so traditional VLT. And side. so that very mission that I had given to myself had suddenly disappeared. Yeah. I had completely forgotten.
1: You're like, well, what if I just double it up and then I can have exactly. Oh, I
0: lost point. money yesterday. Maybe I can double it up and I'll take this you know, hundred bucks. Yeah, Jamie exactly. Get his food
1: a little later. Don't worry about it.
0: It took about four minutes. I lost everything. Wow. I get out of there, and once again, not even knowing what had just happened, not even remembering that I was going out to get my dog's food. Yeah. Walked back in my, at my mom's place. I open the door, and for the very first time, Jamie does not come up. He doesn't come running to me. He walks really, really slowly towards the door, sits down, stares at me, and he looks at me. And I look at him. I look at the eye. Like, I, I see my reflection. Into his eyes.
1: See his disappointment.
0: And I see something. I see this sort of like bright light in his eyes. And I hear a voice saying. Is this it? Is this it for you? Like. Is this what you want to do? Is this how you want to treat yourself? Or are you ready. To change. Are you ready to do things differently? And. And at that moment, I just, I just crumbled on my knees. And for the first time in so long, I just started crying, 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 crying. And, and to me, that was, that was actually my first conversation with the, the king inside of me. It was as if there was this emperor in front of me saying, okay, you're not a child anymore. It's time for you to die. It's time for you to become a man. And. I get on my knees and I'm just like, yes, you know, I, I I can't do this anymore. I can't go on like this. And it's hard to admit, you know, at that point I'm so much in my inner world that it's so hard to admit to anyone what's going through. There's so much shame. There's so much guilt. There's so many limiting beliefs. There's so many fears, right? I'm just bottled up with all of these, these emotions and all of these thoughts um, that I don't know how to express myself. I don't know how it has to come out. And, um, but, you know, living with my mother, I, I, I figured, you know, I had to say something to her because she felt that she was seeing it. I remember she uh, she intervened twice and she came to me one day and she she looked at me. and She said, you scare me. You remind me of your father. And the other thing that she told me is that one day I woke up at like 3 p.m. And she's like, oh, me and Jamie, we, we, we came to check up on you because we want to make sure you were alive. And those are like two two of the, the, the moments that I, I figured, you know, i oh, Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe something's wrong with me. <laughs> maybe I have a problem. Um, so I pick up the phone and then I start looking for um therapy for people that have uh, gambling addiction, and um, and yeah, I found a spot here in Montreal in Yelport, uh, Maison Jean La Pointe, and uh, I went there for a twenty-one day closed therapy, and that's where my life changed. <clears throat> that's where I was reborn. Mm -hmm. and uh that's where i literally let myself die you know i wanted to die and that's what happened Mm -hmm. i died but i died in the sense that i was reborn into something different and i'm so grateful for all of what i just said to you because without all of this passage without all of these initiations i wouldn't be here talking to you today and um and the beautiful thing about therapy that i went through is that not only did i learn about myself i learned about my father i learned everything i had to learn about him mm. knowing why he was the way he was and it helped me find so much closure uh within this this relationship that i had with him um so you know i got i got into support groups and started uh learning a lot about listening and holding space and, and sharing and expressing and talking about emotions and hugging people, um, receiving, receiving love, giving love. Mm-hmm. Um, also the principles. Absolutely. The principles and, and every, every the
1: methodology. Exactly. The fact that it had steps, the fact that like, yeah, all of like,
0: that. And, um, And, yeah, it brought me towards a path of constant evolution. Brought me towards a path of spirituality. Brought me towards a path um, that I want to be on for the rest of my life. And through all of this, I learned, uh, you know, I acquired so many tools as, you know, meditation, uh, breathing. I started, you know, doing some breath work, which I had no clue what that was. But I remember the first time I went to a breath work session, for an hour and a half, I felt that it released a lot of things inside of me, <clears throat> and um, and so going into that after a year and a half, <laughs> so after a year and a half of meditation, breathing, working on myself, and going to th- into therapy, I was weighing two hundred sixty pounds. So I was two sixty pounds. My like my physical body was. Mm-hmm. Like everything about me was just I saw a picture of you. You
1: showed me a picture the other day. It was like, I would not have recognized (laughs) you.
0: It was 260 pounds. I was drinking a lot. I was eating one meal a day. And when I stopped, uh, I had dropped to to 220. And right before the pandemic hit, um, well, first of all, when I got out of therapy, I said, the first thing I want to do is open my restaurant. And that's what I did. I opened up my restaurant. With uh, your mom? with With my mom. And which was such a beautiful, beautiful experience um, because now working in a restaurant for 16, 17 years and opening a restaurant, two things completely oh, different. Oh, totally different. Totally now, different. Now you went
1: down another shit storm. Oh, yeah. Another the shit storm. So, there's so the, there's the, some good lessons in that shit Yeah. Storm,
0: so, so not only <laughs> I <laughs> probably did the worst thing that anyone should do coming out of therapy yeah. is opening a business yeah. or opening a restaurant. Yeah. Cause well, it is responsibility. the most. Yeah. Cause it, you know, the, 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 last thing you want to do is, is, is stress yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I jumped right, right back into, into it, stress. but, um, but it was a beautiful learning experience. I've, I've, I've acquired so much from, from that experience in itself. Uh, we were, you know, we opened up this, this, uh, this Portuguese place and we put a lot of love in there. And,
1: um, it was an awesome yeah, restaurant.
0: Yeah, it was. And so and when, you were awesome.
1: Like every time I'd order on Uber Eats, you were fucking you hooked me up every time.
0: Every time, and yeah. and the, the the ratings were stellar. And I love like, how you
1: never missed it. Yeah, I didn't tell you I would order, but you would just see it. You just have you saw the name. Uh, I, and you absolutely, do. yeah,
0: I, I did.
1: And uh, it means you were paying attention. You absolutely. know what I mean? In your own business, it wasn't just a cluster. It, like it wasn't just a number on a on mm. a on a thing. It was an actual name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I remember you, you would write the name on every one of the, uh, the bags and all that stuff. You were always, always, always a little message as well. Yeah. Always a, message, <laughs> always a message. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, and so we opened up March 11th of 2019. March, wow. March 11th, 2020. For a shutdown. Shutdown. Yeah. A year, day per day. Shutdown. For a shutdown. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and at that point I'm weighing two thirty pounds, Sort of like, okay, we gotta shut down the restaurant. We don't know, we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, my mom's 61. It's me. I have an older crew as well of people that work with us. And I'm just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna close this. Two place weeks we're the curve. Yeah. <laughs> we're up closing for a month. And I remember in that month, the first few weeks, the only thing that I'm doing is I'm um, I'm ordering food.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm eating a lot of sugar. I'm playing video games. I'm watching movies. That's all I'm doing for the first two weeks. So my I think weight, everyone kind of did that. Yeah, so my weight's going up. We all up. watched
1: Tiger King. Dude, that was like a thing. You know, what? Remember, would you, you wait, know Does what? everyone remember Tiger but King? But
0: let, I want to be honest <laughs> here. I'm probably the only one that hasn't watched Tiger King. <laughs> I swear to God. And I, I saw... How did you miss that I, wave? It dude, was such I, a good I, wave. I know. That, but was it's like, just,
1: that was early in the pandemic. It was a good... It, everyone... Just like you, all, everyone, you bro. Picked, you only pick like three friends that you were gonna see because everyone was like, "Okay, well, I don't know, we're gonna break it, the rules it, it here." So you had three friends, <laughs> one, you know, two guy friends of your guy, two guy friends, one girlfriend, kind of thing. Okay, who who are we gonna watch Tiger King with?
0: It was Tiger King. It was toilet paper and it was banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah,
1: yeah. Everyone was googling how to make sourdough, how to make sourdough, how to make bread, bread yeah. and
0: and somehow in my community is all about banana bread. Banana Everyone's bread. like, "It's true." There was yeah, a lot of banana bread. Yeah, going yeah, down there, and right and oh That's man so funny and i remember i remember one day so i'm, I'm like you know what I, I think i'm gonna i'm gonna start reading um so i pick up um david goggins book mm-hmm. can't hurt me and i'm reading this and i'm weighing 230 pounds and then i don't know man there's something about these words there's something about his story that just inspires something inside of me and i look at my reflection on my tv I remember watching, uh, like I don't know, I, I binged, I don't know what show, I close the TV and I see my reflection, looks literally, like the NBA, the, literally the, the, on the, the sofa and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like this, I'm like, there's a moment,
1: right? Yeah. Sometimes, you, sometimes your health journey is just a moment and it's just that one moment you look around and you're like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. And I see all the bags the of like of chips and like, chocolate
0: and like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And, and I'm like, no, 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 this has to change like now. And so the next day I just started running. I grabbed my dog. And I'm like, Jamie, let's start running. And we just we started running every fucking day. And I'm running 1K and I'm like, ah, and um, I'm reading David Goggins. And I'm like, ah, you can't hurt me. You don't know me, son. I'm not running 1K and <laughs> yelling these things in my mind. And I'm super motivated. And um,
1: I mean, you got pretty deep into it.
0: Yeah, I got really deep into it
1: you almost you became like an addict to running at one point
0: well that's that yeah we we say tra- like we transfer we tried, yeah. our addictions and that's literally what happened i became really addicted to running and i i um i realized through through reading about running that there's an actual thing called runner's high yeah. you get high while you're running i was about to say yeah and there's there's like a few times i remember running and i'm just like laughing by myself ah, ha ha and literally felt fucking high, high. high like yeah in cocaine, which of. is which is like a good high it's a good high. Well, it's a healthy high. It's, 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 a, a, it's a very it's healthy high. I, I accept that yes. you got high running. Yeah. Thank you for accepting
1: yeah. that. Yeah, you're, you're you're very welcome. Yeah, <laughs> as, as a friend who's gonna watch out for you, and make yeah. sure you don't take a sip of alcohol or whatever. I will accept that you get high running, and that sounds that seems like a fucking so a great one.
0: So I'm running. I'm taking care of my body. I'm taking care of my spiritual. I'm meditating twice a day, like.
1: Yeah, you were doing seventy five hard. I, think, I was doing seventy five
0: hard. So I'm doing seventy five hard. I'm 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 reading every day. I'm I'm meditating. I'm doing breath work. Um, I'm running. I'm working out. I'm I'm like my body, everything about my body, my mind, my soul, my emotions, everything's changed. I'm journaling every day. I'm I'm connecting with people um, that are in support groups as well through Zoom, and we're supporting each other. And I'm in my business, and I'm like, you know what? Not you know, yeah, this business is is good. We're doing all right, but let me do other things. So I started having ideas of like creating the sauce company, and then at the same time, I have a business coach. My business. You coach, opened
1: up a virtual kitchen. I thought that was a genius.
0: Virtual kitchen. I'm in that as well. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I was part of this uh, of you did a group. Some cool stuff. We, I
1: thought I always when you told me that I was like, this guy's legit. He yeah. Knows what's up. So so he sees, he sees so, what's going. So I'm down. doing these
0: three different things, and then my 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 business coach. She's like, hey, I want you to become a coach, and I'm like okay so she throws me in her program and they've been around montreal for over 30 years uh they've been coaching here for quite some time um, shout out who's you who? Yul coach yep. they're called Yul coach and yvonne
1: for those who don't know is yul is the um, airport airport code in montreal yeah
0: absolutely yeah. and Yvon Laplante, which is a 74 year old man today he he was uh he was coaching here 40 years ago people didn't even know what a coach was they're like yeah. oh Well, before before
1: the pandemic and everyone decided to ever, everyone and their mom became a coach. coach.
0: And, and, uh, yeah, he was like back, back in his day, he keeps on saying this. He's like, people were like, what, you're a hockey coach or you're not a hockey coach. I'm like, no, I'm a coach. And I coach people. And this is 40 years ago. And his coach was Thomas J. Leonard which is the forefather of coaching died at a very young age. And, um, that's
1: a big word there, but
0: yeah, huh? <laughs> the forefather, of well, he's coaching. one, he's, he's considered as in, one in, in he in is the, definitely in, in
1: the word coaching world.
0: Fine. Yeah. In, in the, the world, coaching world. Yeah.
1: Word. In the world of mentorship, there's, I mean, mentorship of course, mentor, mentor has yeah. been around for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. And, uh, and so I learned from this gentleman, which is, was just such a beautiful experience. And while I'm doing that, um, I'm doing all of this work. I'm doing all of this work. I meet beautiful people. And through a very, very strong connection with a wonderful woman, um, uh, we start talking about very personal things. And she she starts opening up about uh, her abuse when she was young. And um, and while she's telling me that, this image comes out. Like literally this this movie comes out. And it was my sexual abuse when I was a young child and uh and i just i stop her i start shaking i start crying and i'm like i'm sorry i know this is about you but something's coming up and then i start i start going through that experience and i realized that my father was the one that had abused me and and so that isn't it
1: amazing I, that you had no idea
0: no clue
1: there's a lot of people i've heard like this is like a, this is becoming a topic yep. around me not in my life but or at least maybe not that i know of anyway But it is a topic uh, that I've heard a lot Mm -hmm. and like fully repressed like this is the definition of repressed memory
0: Repressed and there's something that happens I guess when you're you're at that young age where you're you don't understand what's happening Yeah, and just the the mind completely shuts it off Mm -hmm. And I remember through through my passage of being in support groups I hear a lot of people talking about their sexual abuse. I remember having this image pop up And I would just push it away. I was like, oh, I'd push it away. I'd see it, but no i push it away, but at that moment, at that moment, everything came out, and, um, and then I remember, I remember the next day, I'm sort of fucking panicking, you know, I'm going through all sorts of different emotions, but luckily, I have tools, I can call people, and, but I'm like, who am I, like, who am I gonna call and talk about this, you know, I feel all sorts of different things, I feel like drinking again, I feel like gambling again, I feel like dying, I feel like this and that, and, um, and the reason why I opened up, about this is because yes, it's, it's, it's been happening. Uh, like men, men and young men are being abused and this has been going on for decades and, and, w- and, and women too, but, and women but, 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 too, but also, yeah, but I think exactly, the, the, exactly. the only
1: difference is that on the, on the uh, culturally, it seems like on the woman side of things, there, there is, is, more of a discussion about it. Absolutely. And I think there's more of like an acceptance that this is a issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, uh, are we solving it at all? No, but no. the, but the, uh, the reality is that on, on a male male to male abuse is g- f- deeply overlooked.
0: Yeah. Deeply overlooked. And I think it's anyways, it's everywhere, but there's something here in Quebec. Um, yeah. So, so uh, it's
1: just, it just, it has, a f- it, what it is, what you're saying, I think, and is, the, um, somehow we can sense it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what you can sense mm-hmm. is the energy that maybe your dad had or or like somebody who is that person. Mm-hmm. You can kind of sense it yes in these people. And because they kind of, you know, they have a, you know, they grew up in the same area or they live in the same area, we sense it differently than if I had to, like, sense it in a German or if I had to sense it in a Swedish person, where I'm just a little off the culture, so I I might not see it the same way. 100%. Yeah. And so, I saw... Much more prevalent than we think, though. I think it's, like, one in four people
0: yeah well that's the thing that's a lot within men we probably will we'll never really know the number Oh, we'll never know that we'll never know the number never um and even with women uh we'll never know the number because a lot of people just don't talk about it or they don't remember which is crazy which
1: is which is crazy which
0: is crazy and so i remember calling up this hotline for men that are abused and i start talking to this super super nice woman and she's telling me you know um you're not the only one that happens, you know, you're not the only one that goes through this. A lot of men remember 20, 25 years later, 30 years later, 40 years later that they've been abused when they were a child. And, um, and I'm like, okay, what do I do? And she's like, well, uh, well, you're doing good right now. You're talking about it. It's good. But if you want, we have this program where we can put you, uh, you can meet a therapist, but you'll be on a waiting list for about four months. And I'm like, yeah, four months. I need to talk now. Who do I talk to now? And so at that moment, it clicked inside of me and said, well, there is no support for men. There is no actual support for men that are going through these kind of issues. And so at that moment, I hung up the phone, and this, this very this very simple but yet deep question came out, and it's like, what does it mean to be a man? And I couldn't answer to that. I had no answer. I was like, oh, uh, what does that mean? And so
1: curious what your answer is now.
0: <laughs> you want me to say it now? Go for it. I think we can't define what it means to be a man because a man is in constant evolution with himself, making it that he will always become better or different. So I don't think you can define a man because what you're doing when you're defining a man, you're putting a limit to what he can become. Mm. But, of course, uh, based on values, like, you know, love, commitment, respect, uh, honor, courage, strength, um, humility, trust, and we could go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can. So, so at that moment, uh, I'm like, "Yeah, man, there's no support for men. There's no support for men." And then I start receiving all sorts of different images from, you know, I start actually I start reading about um, about the topic. So I buy different kind of books that really talk about it. And one, one, the first book that I bought was actually Mask of Masculinity from Lewis Howes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he is one of the men that, while I was going through this process, I was listening to his podcast because he was open about his abuse as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I could connect to that. I could resonate with what he, what he was saying and how he, how he got out of it. And at that moment, I also realized how it's important to connect with other men. You know, I wasn't connecting directly with him, but his message was connecting with me. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, you know, reading his book and then going even deeper on, on the, the, the topic of masculinity, uh, I found other books, you know, and then I said, you know, let me buy these three books. And there was the King, War, Magician, Lover in there. And there was the Way of the Superior Man and there was Iron John. And that's where I started my reading. And that's where I realized how, you know, they were talking about men's groups and men's circles and men's movements, and um, and the importance of trust between men, and I was like, well, guaranteed. There's there's this going on here in Montreal. There has to be a circle. There has to be a group for sure. And I started. You know, searching for the thing, and I'm looking everywhere, and I can't find anything. There is nothing, nothing,
1: nothing. I mean, there are some possibly, but yeah, yeah, no, possibly nothing, nothing public, nothing, nothing public, nothing. There's no, sp- no real.
0: Well, you know. to be honest, I was just looking on Google. I'm trying there's to look on saying, Facebook, okay, but, but here's just, the
1: thing: if you can't, if you look on Google and you don't find something, yeah, you basically don't exist.
0: Exactly, and
1: like culturally is what I'm trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. Like you might exist in the private circles, but you don't culturally exist to support the city or the the culture that you're in.
0: Absolutely. And I, I was already in, you know, I was already uh, being very involved in support groups, mm-hmm. but I figured, you know, su- support groups uh, and, and, you know, these support groups in particular, and I, I never name them, by the way, I just, uh, you know, you know, support groups. Um, we talk about very specific subjects, uh, you know, substance abuse and and all that, but there was nothing about, you know, there there wasn't, Support group for men that just needed a place to, you know, be men and just share what they had to share and talk about what they had to talk about, and so it is also through that time that I started sharing uh, a bit more about masculinity on on my Instagram account, and I was seeing that there was already reactions and people writing back to me and and really enjoying uh, or or connecting or resonating to what I was putting out there, mm-hmm. and so other accounts started coming my way, uh, for example, uh, you know. Sacred Sons and and other guys like uh, Tim Morrison in Australia and and other men that are are doing this kind of work <clears throat> and so I remember that time I started picking up I have this little notebook this little journal which I called the Book of Manifestation mm-hmm. and, and I believe that anything that I would write in there would 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 literally manifest and so I started to say you manifested me I think we uh, I think I think I did. <laughs> I think I you did. You might have. It's what I'm, it's trying I, I think you manifested me too. So I, I start, I definitely, you did. definitely did. A hundred percent. So I start, I'm not even going to joke about that. So I, yeah. I start writing the list of, you know,
1: first of all, I was manifesting a very amazing Putin, and then you became, you were the, you were the person. Isn't that great? Yeah. I'm a little sad about that. Not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not a little sad that your, your restaurant, brother, uh, you brother. know, had a, had a challenge, but we'll get to that. I have the recipe. Remember. Yeah. I know. I do. Here.
0: I do remember it's that. Here. I know. As we long have, as I'm in had your it, life, yeah. we have access to the recipes. <laughs> Are you baiting me on
1: my own gambling just, or my own, my, now gambling, my own addictions, <laughs> my percent addictions? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, welcome. Perfect. I, I know how to make now you, you know. happy. Now you know. Yeah. I know how to make you happy. It is a good, it's, 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 <laughs> uh, it's one of the ways to make me happy. Absolutely, I, Dude, I will do any, I will work forever. Mm-hmm. If you just tell me that we're going to go for dinner after, mm-hmm. I'll do anything, like, It's just, I love it. It's just whatever. Mm. It's my version of like, oh, I get to chill
0: first. You know what I mean? Like in the same
1: way that you would like finish your shift and then go gamble, I guess. Well, my version of that is I finish my shift and I pull up Uber Eats. You
0: pull up Uber Eats, yeah. Take notes.
1: Over the last two years, that was like the thing to do. So mm-hmm. it ever the whole world came into my like weird bubble mm-hmm. of marketing storytelling like digital. I've been working remotely for 10 plus years, I have 11 years now as of April 1st. I've been working remotely for for a very long time. At some point you yeah, you know, yeah, you just kind of
0: 100% you, you
1: you don't go anywhere or you don't know where to go anymore. And I'm not I've never was a drinker. Was a smoker more, smoker uh, like weed yeah. smoker. And um I'm more of an intellectual type of, like, I consume content. Mm, so I consume stories, insane amounts of stories. (laughs) And so the best thing to do when consuming stories is eat. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's for me, my version of the lottery is the lottery of on Netflix or on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And the lottery, the other lottery is the unpredictableness of the algorithm. Ah. You press thing, and then I just let, sometimes I literally, I'm like, okay, I'm going on a journey. Don't know where I'm going but i just let the, fr- the youtube video pick the next one mm-hmm. and the next one and the next one and it's like okay where are we going
0: embrace the unknown
1: yeah yeah i mean <laughs> at some point you're you're consuming you're consuming <laughs> yeah. like there's learning yeah but now you And just then assuming. there's there's a layer of learning yeah. that goes into consumption mm-hmm. um and there's no doubt about the fact that i've looked at like my version of, like, you looking at Jamie and being like, is this it? Is me looking mm-hmm. at my screen time and being like, oh, my fucking God. Like, the mm-hmm. amount of time I spend on a screen. And, like, my saving grace is the farm. But um, mm-hmm. because my overconsumption of documentaries led me to go out in the middle of a GMO cornfield and plant a tree, and blah, blah, blah. Who cares about my story? Right? But the 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 point... For that was, it. I realized like there, there was, it's kind of like my also was like a David Goggins style moment. It's like, what am I gonna fucking do? Mm-hmm. And like, like what am I gonna do? And that do piece was like, I'm gonna fucking plant some shit. Like you know what I mean? I don't know fucking nothing about planting anything, but I'm just gonna plant some stuff. Mm. And I'll just go and, and keep going back, and then it became what it, where it changed my life next level was when I decided I was going every Saturday. So it became a pilgrimage. It was my version of going to church. Wow. It uh, to to this day, it's my version of going to church. Now the church is like the church is bustling. <laughs> it's like, it's it's a whole other level. I think it, it's no longer church for me now. It is like it's like a sacred creation it, it, it it's is. it's beyond church it for is. me it's definitely I'm, sacred i'm well i'm part of the church now like yeah. I, 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 I at first i was going to church and then like yeah i was a person who started the farm with a bunch of, you know few other people who was really me who did the initial kind of spark but the idea is now it really has become way more than than me and that's where i can find purpose in it like mm-hmm. people are like well how could you like don't you want to do something else on a saturday i'm like like what? No, it's, well, like go to some party to do to do to, what are you my, doing that's purpose. particularly exciting? Yes, you right. know what I mean? Like like really just give me the better like I got to tell people all the time. I'm like, yeah, I would love to do something I'm not doing, mm. but give me something that's that sounds better. And this isn't like an addiction thing anymore. It's not like I am mm. not addicted to going to the farm. Trust me, I go there sometimes it's, a purpose. it's miserable. It's a yeah, it's a mission. It's a purpose. It's a purpose. And and, it, and I think that what it means to be a man answer that question is to discover and rediscover your purpose
0: Mm, and to,
1: to ignite yourself and others and carry on the torch of that legacy from generation to generation, from person to person. It's like, I, I think that when you ignite your own purpose, you become a candle that is lit. And from a single candle, millions of candles can be lit. Absolutely. And, and I don't see the limit To the number of candles that could be lit, and so for me, it's just like, yeah, I could go in this direction, anything is possible, and I can manifest anything I want. And I, the, you know, the word manifest, man. (laughs) Right. The the idea of like we women have life creating force, and men have life creating force. Okay. And the the I just think that that life creating force. Is evoked in us in this way of like we need to find or we need to. We often find it through some first period of doing. We become a human doing first. Eventually, we could get to the human being over time, right? But it's, it is a journey. It is a stage upon which you 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 climb onto. Kind of one stage or one step. I think you were saying this the other day, right? It's like there's these different stages of awareness where we're we're standing on this different stage, and all of a sudden you see a little something different. You're like, oh yeah, okay. Maybe the way I was doing stuff over there is not great, but now I'm going to be a better doer. Mm-hmm. And over time, you go from doing to like maybe I'm going to like like you know not, life isn't happening just to me. <laughs> and then eventually you get to the ego f- stage of like for me, yes, life is happening for, for me. me. I'm the yeah, I'm the guy. Right, mm. and so there, there's this theory of like um, you go from being like the the horse, the workhorse, to being the lion, yes. to being the child. Mm. Right, so that the horse is the doing. The horse works. You work, 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 work. I'm going to work myself to death. <laughs> That's what what else, what other purpose do I have? Yes. I just want to be a chef. I want to be I want to be of service. Yes. Then the line comes in. I want to change everyone. I want to, I'm the guy. I figured something out. (laughs) Yes. Me. Mm -hmm. Ego. And then, then there's what I think enters the church phase of your life. It's the, it's the, it is what we did when we were kids is that we showed up, we played. Yes. And we just play, 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 play. And as we play, (sighs) we just be there's no rules. There's no there's some rules. Mm-hmm. And ironically, like those are great. Like we just create games. It's like, oh, here's I'm safe here for home base. But the rules are literally invented as you play. Like it's like, no, there's home base now. Oh, home base is over here now. You know what I mean? Like it. And so everything, all the fields of possibility completely change. Mm-hmm. And so I I I feel that there's a hole. In the, in the market. Um, and I think it's twofold. I think there's a hole on the emotional realm. And I think a lot of your story brings forward a lot of the emotional components of what I see. Mm. But if I were to talk to you about my addiction, which I'm still addicted to, is this work? And I don't know what I would do without my work. Mm-hmm. I don't know who i be when I'm not alone and I'm not tired and I'm not like, oh, let me just turn on Netflix or YouTube and just go down the rabbit hole of learning something so that I can be more ready for the next thing. So that I can work to be ready for the next thing to the point where I will eat myself to, to a coma Right, like a like a food coma, not a, the actual coma, but a food coma, and I'll pass out in front of the couch, in front of the TV, because I feel alone. And the only time I don't feel alone is when I'm working, because everyone seems to find purpose in me, because I have answers that I'm inventing, and that's where I'm playing. So what happened is that my work, which was my addiction, I got so far. In my work, that I'm only like, and I'm now. I went from the workhorse, mm-hmm. workaholic, learned that from my father particularly, and my mom too. Um, to the ego that people laugh like superhero academy, super super ego academy. Mm-hmm. Heard that one a few mm-hmm. times from like some close friends. It's just your ego. You think you you know everything, right? That, I heard that. To now, I'm just like fuck it. Let me just play. Yes, And I think where my healing journey is, and I'm still like coming through the other side, and I'm, 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 I say this all the time, I'm retiring from marketing very soon. My blue check mark on fucking the goddamn Instagram is my last like bastion. And I'm so goddamn close. I know exactly how I'm doing it. But the point is, it's just, for me, it's like a symbolic mountain where all of a sudden I get to play again. I said this is Kyler who's behind the screen here the other day I you know I said I said Kyler, I will burn every ship that we are building right now if we don't film a podcast every week and we publish a podcast every week I will burn it all to the ground if we don't do this because <laughs> this, this is what I truly this isn't work for me mm. this is like this I know somebody's listening to this. And it's going to change their life. Mm-hmm. I know your story resonates to so many people that's going to change who they be mm-hmm. and how they do. And they're going to notice they're doing, right? The first step mm-hmm. is some level of awareness, some level of admission, some level of like, oh, fuck, I am doing this. Yeah. And I'm choosing this somehow. And I don't know why I'm choosing it, or I don't know, you know, maybe I point the finger to a million or one reasons, but I'm choosing it. And, um, And I think that both our journeys, as long as, as well as with the journey of somebody like Charo and, and then George and Max and And Seb, obviously many of the other men who ended up joining in, but the the initial meetings were, we connected immediately on building a men's group. Like within minutes, we had like this conference. I don't even know how it came up again, but it was just like, yeah, we're, we're meant to make a men's group and we're going to call it male because it was French and English.
0: Yep. You know what I mean? Which is Genius.
1: Um, and it's, it's, it's beautiful to, um, it's interesting for me because I, I'm watching you evolve. Like I know you're going to, I'm okay. Let me say this another way. I'm fucking stoked that I have on this very podcast, one of what I would consider to be your initial, like it's your, your, your hero story that we recorded today your hero, story, because I know you're going to change the world. And I'm the kind of guy who's worked enough, who's had enough of an ego, who plays enough to know when I see somebody who's going to change the world. And I know, I don't even, it's not a think. It's a no. I've just seen the pattern. I've been down this road enough and I can see that you have all the pieces that you need And whatever piece you don't have, because we never have all the pieces, or at least we never think we have all the pieces, you're willing to find. And I know that you're going to put yourself in positions where you're going to be humbled over and over and over again, right? (laughs) Like an ayahuasca journey or like a juice fast or like a psychedelic trip or whatever it it is that is going to put you back into the seat of being the, the player. And so for me, that that psychedelics did that for me. Like psychedelics was the reset button where I get worked up, worker, worker, up. they call it worked up for a reason. I get really, 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 really anxious. And then poof, I hit the reset button. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get to play here. This is all fucking fake. Like, you know what I mean? And so the name of my company is called Why, simply because it was, it was, it was birthed out of a psychedelic trip. The name itself because I was kept asking myself why, why, why? What's the purpose? Why, 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 why? why? Purpose, purpose, where is it? How do I know why, why that I found it? Blah, blah 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 blah. And the answer that came to me, the, the the wisest of possible answers that came to me at that moment, and still to this day, um, is simply because. <laughs> and that's a, an answer a fucking child would give. I love that. And it's the answer you would give a child when they were asking you why, 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 <laughs> simply why, because,
0: simply because, yes. <laughs>
1: so it's it's. I'm I'm curious what you see the challenges that are like happening now mm-hmm. for men are. Like where does male or where does the masculine warrior like where do you go?
0: So oh, it's amazing. Cause I, I was already answering that question in my mind while you were talking mm-hmm. before you even asked it. And on my first rodeo. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> and So, so I think we're, I think, you know, for me, from my perspective, um, I think this whole, this whole thing that's been happening for, for the past two years and a half, where I don't know how many, how much time is going on, um, is that in truth, yeah, there, there's a lot of destruction, a lot of, uh, suffering, a lot of you name it. But for me, the way I perceive it or the way I see it, that it's, that it's a reunion. Mm. It is a reunion of the people (laughs) who have been together at war before Mm. and are finding each other again. It is a reunion of our inner feminine and masculine. It is a reunion of men and women rising together to finally work side by side. It is a reunion of light and shadow. It is a reunion of everything that we need or everything that we perceived as being separate. But in truth, we are seeing that it is all one. And so for me, when it comes to men's work, when it comes to everything that I'm doing and and what I perceive, what I see, the most important thing, first of all, for any man to connect to, to start doing, is to connect to their inner feminine. Okay. And you do it so well. And what I mean by that is that you honor our very earth, which is the great mother, which is Gaia, which is Pachamama, which is Mother Earth, you name her however you want it. And you are you have you un you know your purpose is all about honoring the feminine. I do know. Yes. And so that is the very first thing that I bring these men towards because it is the very first thing that they do not comprehend. It is the very first thing that they are disconnected to. You know, most men are disconnected from their emotions. Most men are connected from the love, unconditional love. Most men do not know what flow is. Most men do not know how to nurture. Most men do not know how to receive. Mm -hmm. And And so I keep telling them, You know, men, if you want to attract a feminine partner, whether woman or man, um, how are you going to do that if you don't know what your own feminine is? How are you going to do that if you're not harmonized with your own feminine? How are you going to respect and honor this earth like you do so well if you don't understand or honor your own feminine? And so when I speak of reunion or union, it's... It's. I believe that men's work is about, yes, honoring the masculine, but also honoring the feminine. And what that means is that it's honoring this very earth. And we do that by becoming intimate with every aspect of ourselves because we're programmed and conditioned to believe that we have to find intimacy with others. You know, if you look at the definition of the word intimacy, it's closeness between two people, but what about the closeness with ourselves? Mm -hmm. You know, what about, what about that conditioning of believing that to be happy, we have to have all the external things. Now don't get me wrong. The external things are beautiful and they're great to have, but if you base your life on these things, then you'll never be happy. Right. And so, so I believe that that's where the struggle is it's it's that condition in particular where we see the world outwards and we we identify to the things that are in front of us and around us instead of actually looking inside of us and seeing where these outer things actually live inside of us and how we perceive the world through through our our own eyes basically on we perceive the world how we perceive ourselves and so and so i think that that's where the major struggle is especially within men you know I, I can't talk about women i'm not here to speak about women but what i do know about my sisters and women that i love is that they have been doing the work <laughs> for a long time already and you know they they are they have been rising and now it's our time for men to rise with them and be side to side with them. If that makes any sense.
1: I think it does.
0: <laughs> and and so all of this, you know, the group that we created together, um the coaching that I went through, you know, really brought me towards my purpose. And you know, wh- while everything happened, while everything was happening, um while I was slowly starting to to start my mentoring or coaching I was hesitating. still working in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was hesitating, I was still fearful about you know am i gonna have enough you know am i gonna have enough is 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 you know I still have do to manage the enough? restaurant can have I, I done enough? Can I hire people to take care of the restaurant or what, how am I gonna do this and then in october uh we get um we get water damage from the ceiling, and the restaurant has to has to close and so sacred feminine just yeah yeah the sacred it. feminine heard she heard me she heard me she said you want to honor us let's go let's go it's time ready now Perfect. it is it is time <laughs> mm-hmm. and um and so i had no other choice than to to jump into the coaching and um you know
1: well successfully so
0: yeah well it's you know it's starting and and i'm very grateful you know it is a grace and uh, i'm i feel just so fucking privileged to be doing this and Meeting these wonderful men that come to me and even women and they're telling me how, you know, the things that I say, the things that I write, they resonate with, and I get to <laughs> I get to listen to them. And for me, the the most beautiful gift anyone can do is what you just did. You shared a part of your story. You literally gave me a piece of you. Literally that's what you did. Mm -hmm. and all i had to do is listen but for me that is such a gift it is such a gift and i get that every day and truth is we can we can literally experience that every day if we give ourselves a permission or opportunity to actually listen Mm -hmm. to actually fucking listen and and I'm grateful for the support, support groups for that, and even the men's circle, the men's group. Because what do we do when we're in circles and we're talking? Well, for that all that you know, for the whole ninety minutes, well, you're talking for three minutes. For the rest of the time, you're listening. That's
1: what about to say it's not we're talking; it's eyes talking. Yes, it's individuals talking and everyone else is listening. that exactly.
0: everyone else is listening. So you're listening, and you're training yourself into listening. Yeah, you might and wander like, off. Re- yeah, you <laughs> might wander off, but there's something about. You know, these also circles that we've been doing where team. there's something about the fire. There's also something about resonating with uh, with another man. You don't want to miss his story because you know that his story has value for you, has value and lives inside of you. Yep. And this is what I've been seeing within stories and myths, myths mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. is that, you know, when I when I read one of these legends or, or myths, I, I ask myself, where does that live in my world? Where, where? where is that where has this happened in my world you know that's how i see it now that's how i see it today and and it's it's true that you know hmm because i'm really diving into the archetypes Mm -hmm. uh lately i've been really diving deep into these books and and of course you know they were written if we look at king or magician lover and and the 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 five the five books uh from the king within were within magician within and lover within were written by a psychotherapist, psychoanalyst, sorry, and a mythologist. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So the book is written in all sorts of different stories. And when you're just reading the story, you could just read it. But if you're looking at it in a way where you're asking yourself, where does this live in my world? What is the what is the 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 what is the lesson here? And where has this happened in my story? Cuz truthfully, I believe all of these stories, they live inside of us.
1: Can I add a piece to that? Please do. Mm. Okay. Where does it happen in my story is one thing. Mm. Right? That's like the, where did the where did the work happen? Where did it do? That's the horse. Yes. Can you imagine what I'm going to say next? Please go. What do you feel? What do you feel? Where does it feel? What do I
0: feel do this I way? I feel? Yes.
1: Right? Like earlier in your story, I paused you and I was like, ooh, okay, we've got a perfect moment to like, let that energy mm-hmm. sink in you remember when i paused you mm-hmm. i paused you when i was like what that that dark vlt room yes the bar the I bar you have no reason to be in there i felt it you felt that bar I felt it. and everyone felt that bar <laughs> If you're Quebecer, you absolutely oh felt yeah that you bar. felt you, it. you knew exactly what it looked like <laughs> you know what i mean Damn. like you you could feel mm-hmm. that and so I think that there's certain things that happen where like where is this happening to me? And then where is it happening for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But the third one, mm-hmm. where's it happening through me? Yes. And where it's happening through you is in your feelings. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you can identify what's happening through you in your thoughts is one thing, but in your feelings, Ooh man, now you're really on to something here. Yes. You know what I mean? Because now your thoughts are your thoughts are always rationalizing. But mm-hmm. oh, what if I walk into the VLT and, 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 and I make a hundred dollars and i turn it into two hundred dollars and Jamie have food? That's your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Your feelings are like, what if I felt significant if I walked into that thing so I don't feel like a loser? Because mm-hmm. I'm a winner and I want to be a winner. And then eventually you go home and you realize you're a loser. Not to hate, but the, and that feeling, is what changes everything. Your thoughts come later. Your thoughts will then eventually figure out how do I do that? Okay, I read David Goggins. I run something. <laughs> how many miles did I run? <laughs> right. Chatter. <laughs> but if you can truly feel it, that is also, in a sense, more of a connection to that feminine.
0: Hundred percent. Yes, sir. Nailed it. Okay.
1: I'm just going to, we're going to end this podcast. With, I'm going to say one last thing. Yes, please do. Do you know why I know you're going to be super successful and why I know you're going to change the world? Do you know why? No. Keyword.
0: <laughs>
1: do you know why? What the Do
0: you make it? Yeah, because that's the way it is. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the answer?
1: My answer, you know, my answer is, first of all, because I know that you know one answer for sure. Okay. You know, the love is the answer. Yes. I know you know that. But the reason I know why you're going to be successful and that people are going to watch this and go subscribe to and follow you on Instagram and do all the things. They're going to click because if they made it all the way here, they know that they should do that. Mm. But the reason I know why you're going to be successful and change the world is because you always lead with gratitude. You're incredibly good, consistently. I've never seen you fail at a moment where you had an opportunity to share gratitude for somebody else and not done it. You've done it every time. And like in the smallest of ways, from putting natas in my, in my order to like the, the way that you say hello and goodbye to everyone who walks into your space or into your presence the way that you say thank you to every single man man or male, let's say, or anybody who identifies as a male who comes to our events. I see you thank everyone and everything over and over and over again. And you use the word honor a lot. But the way you honor is through gratitude and through love. And you're fucking world-class at it. And so everything else, I don't know what happens in your life, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how you're successful. But the how is the do. Mm. That'll happen. But the know is the feel. And when I feel when I'm with you, and when I see you, and when I see what you make other people feel, right, those people out there, is honored, seen, heard, loved, and grateful.
0: Mm.
1: See you in the next episode. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much.